Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Tell me about rookie responsibilities. What was the toughest part of the, the deal for you? Oh, man, the toughest part of it is getting on the plane, making certain that you have all the food. Don't get on that plane without the chicken. I'm telling you. (laughs) you (laughs) Don't don't do not play with a man's chicken. That is for sure. Marshawn Lynch said it already. He was talking about a different type of chicken. This type of chicken, though, however, is what I'm talking about, man. You play with a man's chicken. We're going to have some problems. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, Earl Thomas, released by the Ravens. Uh, people thinking maybe the Niners would be a good fit, but Kyle Shanahan perhaps said otherwise. A couple injuries to report. There are going to be a couple key Niners that are going to be out for the rest of training camp. We'll talk to you about that. Uh, Charlie Warner talked about his rookie hype show. So we're going to talk about that with our man ED, and he's going to give us uh, some insights into being a rookie and just how much chicken he had to bring on that plane before uh, before they took off. Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. Obviously, we are located wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to them, wherever you download them. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and uh, subscribe, rate, and review uh, each and every time that you can, if you can. We are brought to you by... Bet online. Did, did somebody say playoffs, ED? Playoffs. The playoffs are here. The NBA playoffs, they are, they are here. I've been locked in to, to the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs are here. Uh, I got to admit, haven't watched as much as that as I would have liked to, and MLB has gotten to the second half of its season. So things are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Make sure you take advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds futures and props for you to bet on and there's always the online casino as well it never closes means it's open all day 24 7 so head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sports book experts also brought to you by manscape ed yeah, absolutely. In 2020, this has been a year of things happening that are completely out of our control. You know, man, I, there, there's things that there's nothing we can do. But I know something that you can completely take control of. And that's that's the bush, the shrubs in mm-hmm. your pan. Mm-hmm. You can fix that. And mm-hmm. our sponsors at Manscaped, they are here to remind you of that. Uh, Manscaped is here to provide you with the best grooming tools for that experience, okay? As hot as it is, I'm going to say you got to stay groomed because you cannot allow static electricity to spark a flame, okay? Don't need it. It has to be taken care of. So, in fact, listeners of our show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ERIC at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code E-R-I-C. It is Time to grab 2020 by the horns and take care of your front junk. Got to. Take, Got to. take your grooming game to the next level, man. You got to do it. 
You got you got to do it. You know, manscaping. It's basically landscaping for the men, yes. right? Right. There it is. That's one way to put it. So some news out of training camp. The San Francisco Chronicle is reporting Nick Bosa and Brandon Ayuk are both going to be out for the rest of training camp. Uh, Bosa dealing with a leg injury, and B.A. has a hamstring that he's dealing with. So both these guys are going to miss the rest of training camp. Um, Nick Bosa, maybe not that big of a deal. Um, B.A. may be a little bit more concerning considering, you know, him being a rookie. Um, you know, we talked about the offseason at nauseum, right? No no, no OTAs, uh, no rookie uh-huh. training camp, no rookie minicamp, things of that nature. And so now you got a guy who you're really going to be counting on once the season starts. Remember, you're not going to have Debo to start the year. Remember, Jalen Hurd is now out for the season. Um, and so he's a guy that, I mean, right now he'll probably be like your your number two guy, right, after Bourne, you you would imagine, right? Or, or, or 1B, right, and however you want to look at it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so the fact that he's going to miss the, the rest of training camp is a little is a little concerning. Um, how do you how do you look at this and, and all the injuries that have mounted here during this this training camp for the Niners? Uh, well, it's football, so guys are going to get hurt. Uh, people have been talking about that and discussing that, and, and like you know the rash of injuries around the league and everything. And and they were like, "What do you account it to?" And I told someone, somebody tweeted me that, and I told him, I said, "I account it to football." <laughs> I said, you play football, you get hurt. Yeah, you, there, there is a 100% injury rate in the game of football. It's, it's going to happen. You're going to get hurt if you play if you play the game. So now it's who does it affect and how does it affect someone? I heard you just say Nick Bosa. I'm not as concerned about Nick Bosa if it's nothing that needs surgery, if it's, if it's something, if it's soft, soft tissue. So I don't know the extent of the injury. When you say lower leg, that's pretty vague or leg injury that's vague, uh, I don't know. But I do know this. He's gone through it. He knows how to prepare for a season. He knows how to prepare for a game. He knows how to play injured. He's done all these things. Right now you have time to rest him. Rest him. I'm okay with him being down. Let's go to B.A. Well, before you go to B.A., just to cl- uh, clean it up on Bosa, he was having some soreness. Um, they ended up giving him an MRI. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said it, it's worse than he thought it was, um, and so they're calling it a muscle strain in his leg. Okay, um, but that's I'm still. Yeah, but, it's still but it's where? still pretty. Yeah, it's it's still pretty. It is still pretty vague. Um, yeah, but, but so they're, they're shutting him down. Yeah. So and and that's you know. So I mean, I don't. If it's a strain, is it soft tissue? Is it is it um, a ligament? Is it cartilage? I mean, I, I don't know, but. Um, I think I feel less concerned with with what knowing that he's been out there than I am with B.A. Because I go to B.A., it's a hamstring. Um, and he's a fast guy. Hamstrings are very important to fast guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, um, what, the reason you bought you brought him in is run after the catch. There's no running with a hamstring with a bad hammy. So you have to sit him down. That, that happened to me my rookie year. I, I actually got hurt. I actually pulled my hamstring my very first mini camp, like the last the last practice um, of my rookie mini camp after the draft. And um, so, you know, you go back, you sit down, you train, you do all these things. And then when I got back into training camp, it started bothering me and they just shut me down until the last preseason game. What it does do. And, and then they threw me out there <laughs> the first game of the season. But what it does do, it, it kills your time and it kills your ability you can still sit in the classroom and you can you can absorb all of these things. But as a young player, as a rookie player, you got to get accustomed to the pace 
the breathing, the rhythm, all of these things. So that's going to affect him no matter what. So if he's out the rest of the training camp, um, does that mean they they truly don't expect him to be involved in the practices and able to get out and do things? That's going to affect him. It's, it's going to affect the way he ramps up uh, because it's going to take him right now. Everyone's getting themselves in playing shape and game shape. He's going to have to do that. You know, be it is, is he down two weeks? Is he down three weeks? You know, so then he starts that process. So it is going to affect how he plays. Yeah, no, I, the from the reports, it seems as if these injuries aren't significant enough to keep these guys out of week one. But it looks like obviously they're going to be, you know, shut down for the rest of training camp. But as you said, you know, hamstrings are tricky. They are. Um, you know, there's there's a, a young Rashawn is still crying somewhere in the corner of the house because Magic Johnson and and, and James Worthy and you know a, a, a whole host of characters on the Lakers squad, Byron Scott too. Um, they, mm-hmm. they all had hamstrings and they ended up losing that final series uh, to to Detroit. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and I'm looking, I'm like, well, magic looks fine to me. Like worthy looks fine to me, but you know, obviously they couldn't, they couldn't play. They couldn't go because of those hamstring injuries. And can I tell you something? And remember, those are also veteran players. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. As, as a younger player, you don't know how to play injured you. And I know these guys have been playing football for a long time. Um, but the mindset that it takes to play as a professional is so different. And you learn how to play with injuries. You learn how to get through those bad hammies. You, you learn how to work around it and how to put yourself in a different position. It, you know, you, you know how to be a pro. You, you know, so like I say, my rookie year playing with a hamstring was so much different than playing, you know, year five, six, seven, eight with the hammy. And, and it could be injured much worse. Yeah. Um, 94. In 94 when we were playing, Prime had a bad hammy. Yeah, I heard you say that too. That is yeah. – that is mind blowing to me, because um, I mean, you talk about fast guys. I mean, he there there weren't many faster than than no. Dion. You know, he has that recovery speed, obviously, uh, playing playing his position at, at corner. And so the fact that uh, you said, and he had a really good year that year. And, and, and <laughs> but 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 you know what? The thing about it, though, I I used to mess with him all the time, though, because he never bent his knees. Watch watch highlights of the prime running. He never <laughs> bent his knees. So I told him, truly, you really don't need your hammy. And I would mess with him all the time. I was like, you know, if you tear a hip flexor, you would just be a dude, the average dude. <laughs> I used to joke him about that all the time with his little skinny legs. He, he, he did kind of have anyway. like this like heel toe thing going on when he ran. Like it, now that you mention that. That's very that's very funny. It's very interesting to say. That. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, both NBA are, are expected to be in the lineup week one against the Cardinals, uh, September thirteenth. That at Levi Stadium. That game, however, uh, Ed will be played without fans. It was announced uh, Tuesday. Uh, pretty much all the California teams. Um, it, it got announced in LA County. Uh, no no home games at the brand new SoFi Stadium uh, for. Or not no not no home games, but no fans at uh, home mm-hmm. games for um for the Rams and the Chargers at the brand new SoFi Stadium. At least well, to they start... didn't have any anyway. Yeah. They didn't have they didn't have fans anyway. <laughs> at, at least so, to, at least to start the season, and then yeah. out in Santa Clara County as well for for the Niners. Um, kind of the same rules apply, right? So at least to start the season, they didn't rule it out for the entire season, but at least uh-huh. to start the season, they're not going to be any fans. So. Uh, you look at that September 13th date against the Cardinals, and there will be no fans in the stands for the Niners. I know, I know a lot of the faithful 
uh, or, or, or kind of bumming about that. Um, obviously, you got to take your safety measures during this during this time. It's interesting though. The thing that that's interesting to me is that there's not a league wide mandate for this. Yeah, and, and, well, and I say big... that because you have all of these different owners, right? And you know, obviously, some teams are allowed to. Some states are saying it's okay. Other states or, or other counties are saying it's not okay. And so you're going to have some fans playing in front of fans. And then even the the, the the franchises that are playing in front of fans, those numbers aren't necessarily consistent. Like some it's 15%, some it's 20%, some it's as much as 25%, right? So the fact that the league hasn't issued like a league-wide mandate saying, look, there are not going to be any fans at least like through October or through September or whatever, I, that – that's the most surprising thing to me about all of this. Uh, well, that's the least surprising to me. Um, really? Because I, I've always said the the stadium revenue is the owner's individual money. That's why they fight so hard for those preseason games. That's why I said they're never, ever going to give up preseason games unless you make them regular season games. But they're, they're never going to give them up because uh, right now they know that they get they have 10 home games. And those 10 opportunities are for the owners to line their own pockets. I don't have to share it with anyone. I don't have to share it with the players. But, I don't have to share well, it that, with the that's other why, owners. That's why it's surprising to me because some owners literally can profit during this time while others aren't allowed to. That, and guess that, what? That's, and guess what billionaires do? They don't care. They're going to make their money. <laughs> they don't true. care. They're, they're like, all right, that's your problem. <laughs> Move your stadium. Not, Move not your my, team. Not my that's issue. Huh? Not my yeah, issue. That's not my issue. That's not my issue. <laughs> they, they didn't become billionaires because they were worried about other people's issues. Very true. And, that, and that's it. So, I mean, you just have to be real about it. So that doesn't surprise me at all that these guys are saying do that. And then, you know, the 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 biggest issue, that's a whole different podcast. It's if there should be a nationwide mandate saying that you can't do certain things and you can't have certain gatherings. Uh, if certain gatherings, because if that were the case, then it would be taken care of. But since it's not that way, if Texas says, then you can have crowds, then I can't get mad at Jerry Jones for having a crowd. I, you know, I, I can say that it, I don't think it's the smartest thing in the world, um, but he's been told to do that. In California, they've said you can't gather, have those type um, large gatherings. There's nothing you can do about it if you own if if your stadium and your organization is in California. So. Is it is it fair? Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, what's the what's the difference in because people can say, well, it's not fair. But if you had to go and play on the road against the Cowboys, your it was going to be their crowd anyway, right? Yeah, but so, I mean, if you're if you're a franchise like the Niners, I mean, you travel well, so yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know what? And you still may have some some people that can get some of those tickets because you're still going to have people that are going to sell them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so you you still were going to be playing in front of a hostile crowd. That's my point. Uh, so it it's it's a road game. It's still a road game when you go there. I wouldn't stress myself out about it. I wouldn't. I just play. For, yeah, from um, a, from a player's perspective, right? Like we're, we've seen it. We're seeing it now in MLB. We we're, we're seeing it in MLS. Uh, obviously, NBA's got the bubble down there. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Like like NHL, they they have you know a couple bubbles. Like we like we've seen it. Like how yeah. how do you think you would have reacted as a player playing in front of no fans? Like how much did you feed off of that that crowd at the stick? Uh, well, you you feed off the crowd you're gonna play, but you also feed off your boys. You got to bring your own energy, and that's kind of how we kind of did it as well. We 
as opposed to feeding off the crowd, we kind of look at it like we wanted to provide energy for them. We wanted to, and now uh, it's, it's, it's great when it happens and, and, and when you're in those moments and, and they're in there with you, but, but you have to feel like you're providing those moments because look at it this way. Is the crowd ever jumping if you're out there just sucking as a team? No, 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 no. no. no, no so, no. so, can, so, so, do, is the crowd providing you that energy when you're sucking? So that's what I'm saying. Is the crowd's not really providing energy? You are producing energetic moments, and that's the way you got to look at it. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to bring that energy and produce those moments, and. Like I told you, I've told you before, I loved as much as I love playing candlestick. I enjoy playing on the road even more. Yeah. Um, um, because you could hear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you guys could communicate better. <laughs> yes, yeah. we can communicate. You can hear. You can do all these things. And then on top of that, like I say, and 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 what I just said about the energy and, and everything. When you shut up a crowd on the road, it's amazing. Man. It's amazing to make all of them just hush. So, so that's what I'm saying. You you provide energetic moments. You pro, you have the time to suck the energy. You provide moments that sucks the energy out. So I think, I, I, and I know, you you know, our listeners here, faithful that are listening, you, 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 hopefully you don't take this the wrong way because, like I said, we love you being there. You love the crowd and you love that energy. But um, I know, I know that if I'm having a bad day the crowd is not going to be there saying, come on, Eric, pick it up. You, 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 that's, that's not how it works. They're like, boo, 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 get him out of here. Yeah. And they have the right to do so. So, so that's what I'm saying is it's not, it's, it's not, it's not a give and take in that way. It's a, it's, it's a, you give me something to cheer about and I will. Yeah, I will. So that's, so, so that's what I'm saying. Guys, I think guys are going to come out with that mindset and play. I, and I and I actually think the Niners are the type club that are actually geared um, to do that. I think their roster is is, and then they have the type energetic guys on their roster that can help provide that. Um, let's. Uh, well, first off, this Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. We're located wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, hit us up on social media. Uh, at R. Haylock, he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on the old Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He's at underscore Bump and Run. Appreciate all your comments uh, throughout the week. Um, you know, things things that you like, things that you dislike. Uh, appreciate all the all the banter, all the conversation uh, that you guys spark out there on a weekly basis. Um, and, and so it, it really it really does mean a lot to us. So appreciate all of you who uh, who contribute on the social media uh, side of things and, and please continue to do so. Um, I want to talk about Earl Thomas because the Ravens let him go. Um, this is a very loaded, loaded situation here in, in a sense, but the Ravens let him go. The Niners, you know, mentioned is one of the teams that could be linked to bringing him in to, to signing him on. Obviously the Cowboys are the favorites. Earl Thomas has talked for years now about how he wants to, to play for the Dallas Cowboys. He's, he's, he's a Texas native. But um, every time somebody gets every time somebody gets released or they become a free agent, Dallas is always Dallas the destination. Always, yeah. Have you noticed that? It, always, very, very true. Um, but also Seattle. Some someone I heard someone mention Seattle too uh, the other day. Uh, Jerry Rice, your old teammate, he came out 
and, and said something uh, pretty interesting about uh, Earl Thomas and him possibly coming to the Niners. And, and he said uh, he was talking to 95-7 the game, and, and here's a quote uh, posted on a, a Yahoo story. This is from Jerry Rice. He said, you've got to be very smart here because if a team like the Ravens let you go, it's really making a statement where this guy, where his head is at right now. I really don't know him. I don't know him at all. But for them to make a drastic move like that, I think it's sending a message throughout the league that this guy, he has some problems. Um, Kyle Shanahan has kind of come out already and said this probably isn't the destination for him. Um, immediately when I saw that he got released, I have to admit, you know, I I thought, okay, this could be – this could be a good situation uh, for him to come into, especially you talk about winning, you know, winning right now. I know there's a lot of talk about Jamal Adams perhaps coming here. That didn't pan out, but maybe we can get a guy like Earl Thomas on the cheap. I thought maybe it could be a pretty good fit. Sherm's here, so, I mean, it's a guy that he knows. It's a scheme that he, he's he's somewhat familiar with. Um, but there's all of a sudden there's a, there's a lot of, I guess, red flags, I guess, that are kind of coming up, uh, you know, uh, uh, about Earl Thomas. Um, what do you make of that? Um, well, when Earl, before he went to Baltimore, I was, you know, I was a guy, get Earl, uh, because of the things you said. Solid system, he knows the system, um, he understands how to play it. We all know that he's a playmaker in the middle of the field and all of these type things. Now, with all of that being said, when all that was going on, uh, you know, I'm on record. I was saying this is no knock on the safeties that are here. This is just that he's a guy that you look at the things that he can do and it could add something to it. Um, he went to Baltimore. We stopped talking about him. So now Jerry is, you know, saying, I don't know him in, in these things. And and you have to be skeptical of why they let him go. It's really easy. It's funny. I keep hearing everyone saying and they talk about the fight and him getting in a fight with a guy. Well, num- number one, this is the thing about a fight. So always remember this. Um, this, this is no, no matter how no matter what's going on, no matter how mad guys are, um, guys, guys don't hit people with their helmets. Guys don't. It's, it's like when we saw that in the Cleveland Pittsburgh game. Every football player in America, in, in America every foot, every guy that's ever been in the NFL was like, what the hell? You have to cross. You have to cross way over the line for a guy to swing a helmet. Talk about so the, Earl the Miles a, Garrett situation. Last the Miles year. Garrett okay. situation, and then so Earl had a guy get so upset with him that he threw a helmet at helmet at him, and they got into it at practice. So he, now, now listen to what I'm saying. Not a game, practice. Not he blew a coverage. Not not in the Super Bowl. Not in the playoffs. At practice. Yeah. And a guy got so upset that he's throwing helmets at you. Yeah. And guys, don't, you don't you don't use your helmet as it's just an understood thing that you you just don't do. We can throw hands all day long, but you don't you just don't do it. You don't even think to do it. So that one, when when things like that start happening, you know that that the line has been crossed between those players a few times. Some things has happened. So, okay, so we don't know what's going on, but those things happen. He didn't get cut for a fight. This is why he got cut. This is this is just, you know, you know, Eric's theory. Um, So the Baltimore Ravens have had some issues once upon a time with one of their players, um, Ray Rice. So they had this issue with Ray Rice. We all know how that played out. The league suspension, then the video comes out and then all these things happen. And that blows up in the Ravens face and all the bad PR that comes from that. They have to live with and they want to distance themselves from that. 
And every year goes by, they get farther and farther distance from that, and it comes up less and less. So now you have Earl Thomas who comes in. I don't know what has been happening, but I just set a page, set a scenario in which obviously something's happening in the locker room or in the meeting rooms to where you have that type of animosity between he and other players, another player. So something is coming up there. But you now you have his personal life that is leaking into the Ravens' colors. He's a grown man. How he wishes to handle his personal life, I am not judging. I am I'm not speaking on. Those are his decisions. That's what he chooses to do. That's how he can act. But when those personal decisions start to lend over into company questions, now I have to start figuring out what I want to do about it. And the reason I say that Ray Rice comes into play here is because they didn't trade him. They didn't cut him. What they, 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 they broke his plate. They canceled his contract. They got him for conduct detrimental, which says we, we, we have a reason. We have an excuse to move on from you and this bad press. And we don't even have to pay you. We can even ask for money back from you. So we get to get away from this and we are off the hook. That's why I say you got to look at everything that happens. And everyone's talking about the fight and, and you know, the coaches and, and you know, he's a vet and, and, he's, and he's coming at guys. He plays hard and, and, and guys couldn't handle him. No, no, no. This, those guys didn't get him cut. A fight didn't get him cut. There's not an all-pro. There's not a pro bowler in, on planet Earth that can get cut for a fight. We, I, I body slammed the coach. I, I was when I was in when I was in Carolina, I got into it with my DB coach and body slammed him like WWE <laughs> Wait, on the practice field on the practice field in front of the owner of the team because he pissed me off and I told him if he did it one more time what he was doing that it wasn't going to end well, and I and and he he decided to do it again. And I and I told him exactly how it wasn't going to end well, and he ended up out of breath, laying on his back with the trainers over him. And I told him that was going to happen. And did I get cut? Nope. Did it? Did we even talk about it? Nope. Have you ever heard of it? Was it ever reported? Was it no? No, because that's breaking news right here. Actually, well, no, that's that's football. That's what happened. You're you're dealing with grown men. You're dealing with grown men. You're dealing with grown alpha men. Okay, so you can only say so much to a grown man before he reacts and when they tell you they're about to react you better believe them especially when you're dealing with football players you better believe it you can keep trying to you can keep trying to test me and test any of them but sooner or later sooner or later the exam is coming <laughs> so 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 that's that's what happens they're, they're going to give you the answer at some point that question you keep asking they're going to answer it for you one way or the other and that's just the way it is so that has that so that just led to an excuse because they get into a fight and they send him home and then they release him. This was let us find a way to get past this bad press and all of those things that happened in the offseason before we got here. Stuff is creeping in. Do we want that? So that's what I think that is. So now on to the next team. The Niners saying we don't want that. They don't need him. They really don't. They re-signed Jimmy. They have us. They have they have young guys that they seem to be developing very well. Um, the secondary is not an issue for this team. We've talked on that. We've said that before. 
The secondary is not it. They don't they don't have a bad part <laughs> of the team going into the draft. We were like, they don't need to draft a DB. So they're okay with the people that they have. And you don't have to worry about the baggage. Because like I say, it's you you it, you can make those decisions and hang and do whatever you want to do in your personal life. You these are grown men. Do what you want to do. I never care. I don't care what they do now. But just know that if when your personal life, and it's different because your personal life now, like I said, I got into a fight, several fights, but that's one particular fight with a coach. If that was to happen now, all of these reporters are trying to get out there and tweet it and, and put pictures out. Now, you know, there's no reason for him to put out practice video and all this stuff. Yeah. Everybody wants everyone to know their know their business, but but when your business gets into the colors, now the colors have to decide what they want to do with it because you are now affecting the goodwill of their companies. Remember, you having an argument, a, a personal argument within your home is one thing. You having because it, it can cost you some money here or there, it could cost you some fines, it could be some bad luck, but when the organization has to answer questions about it, that's sponsorship. Those are millions of dollars that they they can possibly lose. It's not just like a, a you know a slap on the wrist. You you can you can lose major sponsors who are saying I don't want to be involved with that, and I think that has a lot to do with it. So that's yeah, that's my yeah, theory on Earl. Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I love doing the podcast with you because it's 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 a different lens that you see things out of it. And it's not just the lens of being, you know, a, 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 for, a former, you know, NFL player. You, you you look at it from a whole bunch of different dynamics. You look at the business aspect of it. You look at the, the player aspect of it. Um, you, you get into it contractually. Um, for me, and I never took any of that into consideration. For me, I I just immediately went to the conclusion like, oh, this dude, he he released a video you know I, I thought that was just a big no-no but you know here you are you know breaking it down and, and and dissecting it on so many other different levels so um no i i appreciate that and obviously the the faithful and and, and those that listen to this pod uh appreciate that as well um yeah obviously i mean you gotta look i mean this is a guy you you gotta proceed with caution and, and i'm with you i mean i i think the i think the never was it about not having confidence in the secondary for me, it, it was just more about, you know, the player Earl Thomas and knowing his ability mm-hmm. as a playmaker and what he can do yeah. in that middle third of the field and how much ground he can cover this, that, and the other. But, um, you know, you start to take a step back and, and, and you kind of really dissect it and analyze it. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, Charlie Warner, talked about and we're gonna talk about this and we we get out of here. But <laughs> yeah. He talked he talked about the uh the rookie hype show, right? And and uh the the rookies uh would have to go and hype up uh the fans in the crowd in, in their own unique way. Uh some guys would do flips, some guys would run in the stands, other guys would, you know, break out into dance or whatnot. Uh but because of COVID there are no fans at these training camp practices. And so uh-huh. Um, but he knew he, he had to go all out anyway. So he, 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 he performed a song by, uh, Brooks and Dunn, uh, an old classic country song. And, 
Um, tried to do. I was about to. I was about to ask you who the hell is Brooks Dunn. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm. I'm reading here. This is his. This is he put this on 49ers.com. It's kind of like a like a journal of sorts of his. Okay. Um, And so he got all he got the fans pumped up and he got all energetic and 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 he was rocking out to his air guitar and he admitted he probably took it a little too serious but you know he's really trying to impress his teammates so I guess you would. You would you would prefer that you know as opposed to a guy who thinks he's you know he's he's just too good for it or, or whatnot. But yeah. Uh-huh. Inter- interesting. You mentioned you guys didn't really do you, you guys didn't do any of that stuff. Rookie talent shows. No. Rookie. You know. You know. None, none of that stuff under under uh Wal- no. under Walsh and Seifert. Yeah. Um, Remember, I came in under Walsh's system, so yeah. You did. He didn't believe in any of the rookie hazing. He didn't believe in any of that hierarchy like that um, because. He felt his his whole belief and the belief of the, the entire time, you know, organization at that time. It was that when you walked in and put on the colors, you were there to do a job and to help bring furniture in. And I've explained what furniture is. You were there. So you you needed to learn and feel more importantly that you were expected to do so and needed to carry your weight and tug the rope. You you know you can't win the tug of war if you're not pulling equally as hard. So there so know that you are expected to do that. So and if you're expected to do that, then there shouldn't be somebody in that building that can walk around and say, "Hey, do this, rookie." Yeah. You, you see you see my point. So that's so we never had so that. Tell, so, so tell us about these food runs, man. Tell me about so the, the only the only thing that that you had going there were there were two things that you were expected to do, which. You know, it, it, that, this was the only thing that they that they were OK with um, when we we always left on Fridays on a road trip. So and, and then every morning, you know, you had practice. So you had to bring in some type of breakfast for your room. Um, so it was normally it was like donuts or something like that. So you had to do that for. So I was, you know, the rookie DB. I, I got to bring donuts in the morning. So that, so that you have something because they didn't have at the time. We didn't have like all the breakfast stuff and everything that they have now. Um, you know, so it was, that's, that's what you had to do. And on, and we, and, and as I said, we left on Fridays, we always left road games on Friday. So when you got on a plane on Friday, you had to have whatever the guys wanted to eat. They would request whatever, you know, pre-flight meal that they wanted. Most of the time it was chicken. You know, guys wanted Popeye's chicken, so I was always in East Palo Alto getting chicken. Love uh, so, Love so, that so, chicken. so most of the time I was in there getting. So you know, and it gets to a point they know you're coming, so they, you know, they got two hundred, you know, hot spicy wings and biscuits and stuff there waiting for me. So you know to do that. But my problem is that I had all these exotic so and sos. You know, so. So Chet Brooks and Johnny Johnson, they wanted chicken wings, and so I could get that. E Wright, E Wright always wanted Flint's barbecue. Um, Ronnie would want, he would want, it, his things would vary. It would be sushi sometimes. It would be, you know, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was all over the place. So I was all over the bay. I mean, I'm crossing the Dunbarton, the San Mateo. I'm on the 101, the 88. I am all over trying to get all of that together for one flight to get on that flight for that one flight. So that was Friday, Friday afternoon, because you, you know, we would finish. We just have a little walk through practice, and we'd be over early. I mean, you're out of there before one o'clock. Plane left at five o'clock. I would leave running 
because I knew it's Friday in the Friday, Bay. You know, Friday traffic. traffic. Friday traffic. I, I would be all and, and you couldn't be and you couldn't miss. You know, and then you know when you're young, you don't realize that they they would actually wait for you. Um, <laughs> <you're trying. laughs> we Dana Hall, Dana Hall won Rookie of the Year for us when he came in. He was late. We were all sitting there waiting. And he was late, and he finally got on the plane. He got on the plane, and I will never forget George Seifers. You know, George was, you know, stood up and, and was like Dana, like, like, what do you do? Like, are you not more responsible than that and all this stuff? And he, he was like Dana Hall. I'm expecting you to do all this stuff. <laughs> and Dana said, George. He was like, what the hell you expect me to do? Show up without the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, the entire plane erupted. George started laughing, and Dana just. He didn't even break stride walking to his seat. He was like, "What the hell are you expect me to do? Show up without the chicken, man?" Can't show up without and the chicken. It was, and that was, and we were all like, "That is, that is rookie of the year right there." He he wins the award, but that was that was you know the only thing we really had to do. It was it was provide the donuts, and I got a whole another donut story for you later, where where um where Bubbles got himself in trouble stealing our donuts. Um, <laughs> But, but um Dana Dana Stubblefield bubbles. But um but yes, that was that was the that was the only thing. But I did I used to hate Friday, man. I spent more time on the road just trying to find that stuff and just get it and and you know, and like I said, Ronnie was the hardest one because it was it was always to be Indian food. It could be it could be Chinese <laughs> food. He could you, you know, yeah, and, and it would always be from this this um you, you know, like from this hole in the wall place, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, it's like, you know, like Popeye's. Okay, let's go. Trip to East Palo Alto it's on the way to the airport. Easy. In and out. You know, just walk up to the bulletproof glass and get your stuff and and, and, <laughs> and keep it moving. Yeah, no, no, that was real. That was real. The bulletproof, oh, the bulletproof glass. It was real back then. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there or not, but. I'm sure it is. But, um, yeah, you know what? Another story, you know, that's that's the first place I lived. East Palo Alto. What? Well, yeah. When I first, yeah. When I first, when I first got to the bay. Mm. Yeah. That. That's. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll leave that there. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was the first. That was. That was. That was my. That was the first place. You know, it just felt like home. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um, this has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, appreciate, appreciate y'all for tuning in each and every week. Um, make sure you hit us up on social media at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on the old Instagram, I'm at watch Ray Ray. He's at underscore bump and run. Uh, so for, for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. We will see y'all next week. Be safe. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.